Okay, cool. Well, I guess welcome to episode nine of the all-new VR Side Chats podcast. Welcome. With my lovely co-host, Alex. Woo! I'm here. Yay! <laughs> I was going to add something in, but I guess I don't need to now. No, I'm but here, and do, like just done it. I just couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself, and and I and I feel like the audience would appreciate the fact that um, I'm about to um, come up with our intro jingle right now on the spot. Here we go. Ready? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Let me get a beat. Give me, give me the beat then, Dan. Come on, this is how this. Is uh, how this. That's good. I guess I'll add some bass to this beat. Please uh, do. In post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the VR. Oh, no, wait, that's Kent by. <laughs> Welcome to the voice. Of- no, wrong podcast. Good start. This is what I'm here for, right? Okay, this is the actual jingle. Okay. Welcome to Welcome to the VR side chat with Alex and Dan. Do you like how I'll put myself first as well? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know Are where you to regretting begin. this? Are you uh, regretting than, this immediately? This was a horrible, horrible mistake. <laughs> it was. I mean, to be fair, um, I'm jacked up on two cups of tea. I'm ready for this. Oh, that'll that'll do it then. Yeah, that'll do it. Right, anyway, no thank you tea. for having me. No more tea for before an episode for you. <laughs> thank, thank you for having me. You're going to be here like every week. That's true. Get I'll, strap in. I'll get comfy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we do we do come up with some type like kind of format for this. Didn't we? Where you wouldn't know. You wouldn't about, know. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't know by listening. Um, yeah, we would talk about you know what we'd seen that week, what we'd been up to that week, and then sort of talk about a specific topic. So I will start with you, Alex Rule. What have you watched this Good. week? What have I? Well, do you know what? This is a nice segue into our main topic, actually, because the the thing that I watched. This, am I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to get a go. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I hope you know We're that by inviting. We'll come back to you. Listen, this is very quickly going to become okay. the Alex Rule show <laughs> if we're not careful. No, we but are, yes, seven minutes in. <laughs> but I, I feel like, I feel like, um, I feel like the the bulk topic should probably come first because that's the the, the bit that people are actually interested, in and then they're Let's like, do we, don't give, we, don't give a, we don't give we don't we don't give a crap about like what you've been up to. So yeah. we save that for last. Let's let's go in with the bulk topic, which does tie into what I did this okay, week because I watched I watched um, OC five live in Oculus venues in a headset, which was let me tell you, it was a it was a whole kind of experience. Um, so I don't know whether you caught. Did you watch? Did you watch any OC Five? I've I've just caught like uh, highlights and stuff on YouTube. Nice. That's regular YouTube. Nice. Not VR. <laughs> well, um, YouTube VR hasn't officially launched on Oculus Go yet. So, but that was one of the announcements, which is kind of exciting. Although I'm still a bit perplexed as to why. It launched on Gear VR the other month, but it didn't yeah. come to go. Do you think they were holding out literally so they could announce that at OC5? <laughs> I, I mean, who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. But because I, the one... I, I didn't oh, realize. No, go on, go on. No, you go. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've got, yeah, to, I've got to really learn. 
<laughs> I'm wondering whether there's a slight delay because uh, I keep going to interrupt you. Um, no, I don't know. Anyway, is. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't realise that the the YouTube one had launched on the Gear VR until the other day, and I only tested it out today, and it's not bad. You see, sure. I I was like quite excited about that because that was that's like one of my biggest pet peeves at the moment about the whole conversation around getting people into headsets and um, kind of those friction points and and how mm-hmm. how do you get how how on earth do you get like the average kind of person to want to watch uh, 360 in a headset well when they're mostly discovering 360 through YouTube and that whole process of going from YouTube into you know a standalone whether that be a gear whether that be Oculus Go at the moment that process is so annoyingly difficult for no reason and yeah, yeah. obviously you can have a cardboard experience pretty simply but um, but it always kind of annoyed me that I really wanted to watch a bit more of what was going on on YouTube, um, mm. but I just refused to. Well, to be fair, I haven't done it for a long time. But the last time I tried to do it through like the browser and stuff on 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 uh, Gear, it was a nightmare because it like shows up as like um, like an equi rectangular that then you have to go into yeah, the settings yeah. and you have to tell it that it, you want to see it in three sixty. And like, I thought the fact I'm watching it in a VR headset would kind of give away the fact that I want to watch it in 360. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But the the, mm-hmm. the, um, the app is, is actually pretty good. So, like, I watched a couple of things on it. Uh, yeah. the, the first one, and you'll like this, right? Are you, are you ready? Sitting down. I'm ready. This I'm is, dropped in. This is very educational. I watched The Joy of Frogs. Um, That's pretty not, cool. Not because I looked down for it, it just popped up, and I was like, That's it. Oh, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we all know that's been bookmarked for ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I've been wanting to watch it for ages. <laughs> <laughs> like a Netflix release, like Countdown to the Joy of Frogs. Yeah, but um, I, you know what? It wasn't. It was. It was pretty good. I, I, it was quite interesting because basically it was about. Um, uh, it was about like frogs, frogs mating, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> Hang on, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you watch Frogborn <laughs> on YouTube. It pretty much was, yeah, it pretty much was that. I was like some sort of bystanding voyeur. Incredible. Um, I want to hear more about this. this is, like, right, okay. So at first you, you kind of like stood in this pond mm-hmm. um, amongst like all this frog spawn and all these like male frogs come along and like right. apparently the deeper the croak, the deeper, uh, the deeper the frog, um, the bigger the frog even. <laughs> and basically they croak and then, and then uh, like female frogs come along and then they're like, well, hey. Um, so the female the frog frogs frogs are attracted to the croak. To the croak, yeah. Interesting. Um, but then what I didn't realise uh, is that what they do, it's not like, I don't know, it's not like a mating thing as you would think it is. It's... Basically, like the the male just then grabs onto uh, the female's back and just clings right. on until until she releases eggs. And then, what? Yeah. And then the the, the writer was like, "He could be on there for days." And like, <laughs> that's ex- that's exhausting. Surely, like, why would you bother? Um, I love that. That's your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> not like the fact that you're like like 
just casually in a VR headset, probably <clears throat> at the scale of a frog, like listening to this like David Attenborough style like voiceover, yeah. like pretty much up close and personal watching this situation happen. You're like, hm. I mean, that's that's really beautiful. It's, it's, the fact that you're like <laughs> I, why bother though? <laughs> is, is that that's a lot of effort. And not only that, but I mean, she's yeah. she's still sort of swimming about or trying to swim about, or leaves on her back and you think she's gonna drown. <laughs> uh, you know. At some point, she's going to need to come up for it. She's not going to be able to because he's weighing her down. I mean, isn't that just like a metaphor for the patriarchy, my friends? <laughs> it just, I don't know. It was just like a... The, the, I mean... The Northrop just come across like a, a, a horny anchor. A horny anchor. Can that be the first bit of merch? Can we have that on a T-shirt? That sounds... That's, that's the name of a, of a pub. When, uh, when, the I've horny got, when I've got my millions and stuff and I buy a pub, <laughs> I'm going to call it the horny From the anchor. merch. Um, but, yeah, but, but what, what, they, what they said was that is um, they basically wait for the female to release the eggs and then mm-hmm. uh, they ejaculate onto the eggs. I mean, can I just can I just like stop and just zoom out to say that mm-hmm. now I'm kind of interested in this idea of doing a uh, a – <laughs> what has Dan learned about nature podcast this week? <laughs> Coming soon. Because, I mean, this is fascinating. Absolutely. Carry on, sorry. Well, is it, what, the frog thing? Or what I think of the I frog mean, thing? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. And also I want to hear more about, like, how this was filmed. Like, was this, so was this like a linear 360? Like, what was the, are you kind of, you're up close and personal with these frogs? Yeah, like, how oh, do you think yeah, this yeah, yeah. Um Because at one point, the narrator wow. goes, if you look underneath you, <laughs> like that, and I'm thinking, Jesus, what's underneath You'll you? You'll see the male um, frog ejaculate. <laughs> you're like, okay, was, I'm questioning my life choices. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I should have watched something else. Um, it feels, I don't know why, but it feels okay when you're watching it on like planet earth or like yeah you know like a documentary where there's you know there's kind of like a coffee table between you and this happening on the tv i don't know how i feel about doing it i'm do, kind do of tempted actually, to go away and do enough, it that, that actually kind of entered my head a little bit while i was while i was in there because i was thinking like and what did you th- i don't know i i, I was just i've just felt that i probably would have been a bit more comfortable just watching it in 2d <laughs> Because there's a bit of, if you see like all the fusses going about underneath you, like all there's, you know, there's a bit of, you know, splashing about going on. You look around, you're like, oh, what's going on there? There's a bit of a fight. (laughs) And basically, there's these two two frogs that I think were Uh like either side of the female fighting over her. And you think, wow, she had problems with just one of them. Like on her back. I mean, you know, again, she's got two of them clinging on. They're fighting it out. Such a metaphor. And I'm thinking, this is like, this is bad for her because what if she gets hit? And also, she's got a stomach full of eggs. You know, that can't be good <laughs> for the eggs, neither. But then the guy's like, oh, but this is the the female thinks this is a good thing because uh, that two two males are fighting over her because the one that would win will um, provide better babies. You know. I mean, and that—that that is just like that's that the animal kingdom for you what? in a nutshell. Is it though? That's because what if no, the winking frog gets a lucky punch? 
the bigger folks. <laughs> how much you see? Like, what's the ratio of luck and 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 kind of actual talent in this fight going on? But I just want to kind of acknowledge that the the creator of this 360 documentary should be very proud because they're clearly stimulating seriously interesting thoughts and you know it's very in, clearly a very intellectually stimulating 360 doc that you've watched here oh, don't get me wrong i enjoyed it but i just think that it sounds like way, it <laughs> i mean it was it was cool like sort of being up you know that close but i don't know that, i don't know I, just, I think i just sort of found it i just thought it was going to be you know like when you see other animals mate and you know he's like the male jumps on her back you know okay well that's you know that's half of the course, I think, from the stuff I've seen. Do you but, feel? Um, do you feel that? Um, do you feel that listeners are going to be kind of um, not listening? What's then? the word? Well, well, uh, yeah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think we need to worry Sorry, about that. Not I feel like you. I feel like usually there's meant to be like one host that jumps in and like stops the other one when we go on tangents. But the problem is, I am an enabler of tangents, and we both love tangenting. So that's going to happen a lot in this podcast from here on out. Technically, um, this wasn't a tangent because I am talking about a three hundred and sixty experience. So true, so true. I mean, I can't quite remember where this conversation started and how we got onto the subject of mating frogs and how uncomfortable right. it is. I but know. I appreciate I it nonetheless. It's, it's in, it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should open a notepad. Yeah, okay. I'm, see, I'm new to this whole podcast thing. So oh, I like the way you I clicked to, a pen. Not just, not just in the way that you clicked a pen, but it's just like to make it, I don't know, sound more official. <laughs> like I've got a notepad here. I mean... That's that I do constantly always have a notebook within arm's reach. It's the it's the old fashioned in me. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't use a notepad. I like write notes in a notepad and then I instantly have to write them in my notepad on my phone mm. to actually remember them and mm. have them with me at all times. But anyway, to come back to it, I think we were talking about YouTube VR. But before we get back to YouTube VR, listeners just went for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the note of that kind of interesting dilemma between when you're when you're watching something in VR, especially like a documentary or something like that, it's a bit uncomfortable because you well generalizing here, but usually they're the ones that provoke that kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. I do sometimes catch myself thinking, would I have preferred to watch this um, in two D, and also would I have had the same kind of reaction to it? Because similar to you, but not in the animal kingdom, um, (laughs) I watched something that was, um, so basically at the Encounters Film Festival Mm -hmm. last year when Kida Like, my film premiered, um, it was part of this strand um, and it was all about intimate kind of connection. Uh, And so we played in a strand with two other films that were about kind of uh, connection and love and loss and that kind of thing. And um, one of them is called uh, Second Date. And it's basically a bit like a fly on the wall docudrama about a couple's second date. But it very quickly, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's very um, 
artistic and it's very tasteful but it does kind of slip into becoming kind of softcore porn and (laughs) you're watching this experience um in a room full of people having just watched my film which is it's you know very tame Mm. very like you know it's very dialogue heavy it's there's a lot to read between the lines rather than actually seeing anything um whereas this experience was very like full-on and it was interesting because when I walked out because I'd watched, uh, I'd been at the film, fe- I was at the film festival with um, my director of, of Key to Like. So we both came out and I was like, that was super interesting because I felt equally uncomfortable and intrigued by how other people felt about watching that mm. in a group because it's it's it felt like the kind of thing where if you were at home, you would maybe have been a bit like, you know, oh, it's fine, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, I can totally relaxed I can watch this in you know in the privacy knowing that like no one else knows I'm watching this and I can have a really kind of authentic um reaction to it um and what I thought was interesting was because I was watching it in a group and I knew that other people were watching it at the same time there was a a part of me that really wanted to take my headset off to look where other people were looking because obviously in 360 you've got this choice right you've got this choice you can look away if Mm. you want so if I'd taken off my headset I would have seen whether people were looking at the couple you know hardcore (laughs) making out and kind of you know a bit of heavy petting going on on the bed versus looking around at the kind of beautiful flat that they were actually Mm. in I think they were actually it was like a houseboat um But then the other thing that I thought was what's interesting about this experience and the fact that I can't gauge what other people are reacting to is the fact that I am now questioning my genuine kind of immediate response to it. Because I think like, you know, when you watch something in the cinema, you are subconsciously and well you're subconsciously picking up on other people's energy other people's reactions you can hear people laughing you can kind of see out the peripheral vision people smiling or not you know you can kind of you're gauging other people's reaction there's definitely like a vibe a a general vibe I don't know have you ever been to the cinema where you've watched a film that (laughs) (laughs) it ends there like you're like no I haven't actually I'm like okay this podcast is over (laughs) um have you ever been to a cinema where you're watching a film that is 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 like a comedy and you want to laugh, but no one else in the audience is laughing and so you feel really uncomfortable about it and it kind of kills the vibe a little bit? Uh, I, can't, like I can't say I've been in... I, I, I've, 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 you're like, I don't watch comedy. I, yeah. <laughs> I only watch high art cinema, like thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've been in that, that situation, but I've... I don't like if if I find something funny, I'm I'm gonna. You've laughed I'm, anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna laugh. Like when I saw the the Lego movie at a cinema, and I was oh, the only one laughing. Genius. And there was and and, and the funny thing about it is that the the other the other people What's in there. What's wrong with you people? Uh, I'm the one laughing. Wicked. <laughs> well, the, the, to be fair, films like that they they're so brilliant because they do have like so many um, jokes in them that. Are, clearly for adults like you look back at Mm. kids films and you're like the adult humor is so intense Mm. in these films like you wouldn't you know you can enjoy it enjoy it as a kid but you can also enjoy it in in, um, as an adult because of how much like innuendo there are in a lot of those films Um, but anyway coming back to that yeah coming back to that idea though I was like what's interesting is I'm having this experience of like I'm kind of 
uncomfortable, but I'm kind of intrigued, but I'm ha- I'm kind of having to formulate my own opinion about this film. I'm, I'm, I can't, you know, there's, there's no peer influence because I have no idea what anyone else is feeling mm. right now or how they're reacting to it. Are they, cause I found myself naturally like almost childishly like smiling to myself because I I couldn't help but think like I'm watching you know I'm watching softcore porn in like the middle of the day with like 20 yeah. strangers like um I should stop referring to it as softcore porn it's like you don't see anything yeah, to be yeah. clear they they have their clothes on but like the girl does orgasm in it. So, I mean, wow. take what you will from that. Everyone just, like, goes away and watches it <laughs> yeah. immediately. Everyone's, everyone's <laughs> put the podcast on hold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they join us and they're like, oh, yeah. They're like, I can't empathise because I did just watch that by myself <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but anyway, coming back to that, I did think, like, you know, that would have been a very, very different experience watching that on a flat screen in a group mm-hmm. setting. Um, and that in itself is quite interesting because I'm not one of these people that thinks, oh, you know, there need there needs to be this like huge reason why you're doing it in VR. I think if someone's going to have a different reaction to it, if it's shown in 360 versus 2D, then that's ju- that is as good a reason to justify doing it in 360. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's interesting. And again, coming back off the tangent, maybe slightly. <laughs> uh, OC five. Uh, <laughs> that's where this all started. Nice, um, nice segue. And <laughs> it was a terrible clunky segue, but I will get better at them. <laughs> uh, yeah. What did you think of the OC five announcements? I, I liked it. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm excited about the quest. Me too. Because and and I think. It's purely because that I I haven't like experienced like sort of VR in the in the Rift or uh, the Vive or anything like that yet because oh interesting as in like never no never oh wow I okay I've never, I've never had access to one which is you know like devastating <laughs> so you have, have you ever, have you ever been to like um, a VR arcade or anything uh, I yeah I. Not recently, and not in like in in the iteration of VR yeah. as it is now. But I did like years and years ago when it was like old school. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> old school graphics. Um, nice. I was, like, waving a like virtual sword around. Um, I mean, that's pretty cool. Did some of the best that VR like, experiences. That was whole game. You just you just stand in an empty room. What, and just waving just a sword around. Sword around. Um, but yeah, so that. <laughs> I don't know. And again, it's. Because obviously, you know, as well as the the headsets and everything being pricey, you also need mm-hmm. a powerful PC to run it all on. Oh, so. absolutely. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't I don't own a Rift or a Vive. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I'm lucky enough to have access to one because the uh, the co working space that I work in <clears throat> has um, has the Vive, nice. um, and also because I go to quite a few events, like I've demoed. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've, you know, been lucky enough to have demoed quite a bit in the Rift and the Vive, but yeah, like for 360, especially when you're like, you know, when you're a 360 creator, there is no need really. I mean, the the thing that um, always strikes me is the only thing that uh, tempts me to to get um, one for myself is the fact that you can uh, see what you're editing mm-hmm. in headset. Mm-hmm. 
or you know as in like say you could be like editing vr in premiere in a headset with like i think it's with mac i think it's the vibe that works but obviously on pc use the rip that's the only real thing that i'm like you know what it'd be really nice if i didn't have to like export (laughs) every time to like see this in a headset um but obviously not worth the two grand plus price tag Mm. that that would come with but anyway back to back to back to you and the quest yeah um yeah no i'm i think that i'm definitely gonna get one of those um just try out some of some of the games and stuff like that um i mean the whole like the whole thing that it can track a room bigger than was it like an arena they said like yeah i think that's crazy uh, there's one game like dead and buried which is and also i think it can also uh like assess the like area that you're in so i don't know say there's like i don't know a sofa in the front room it will create that as like an object that you can like get behind or whatever in the game oh that is so cool yes someone else uh talking about it and they were playing um like a demo of a tennis game and they said because there's um no sensors at the back if you put your hand out of the frame of the sensors it won't know where your hand is so something like oh right so if you're yeah if you're serving like a backhand so it can be a bit clunky in that way but i don't know maybe that's something they may tweak before that yeah that's a really good point because how yeah how unless they had a sense sensors or a sensor in the back Mm. how are they going to combat for that Mm, that's interesting but i think the whole notion of um i don't know it's kind of like do you remember when you were a kid and you would like run around the house pretending the floor was made of lava and things like that like that's that's kind of this Mm. headset is you could literally make that game now just, you know what I mean? They have objects in the room. The yeah, it's so cool. It's like oh, I'm so jealous of the the kids' generation growing up now, oh. where that's going to be like their playground. Yes, is. It is. I, but then at the same time, it'd be quite scary. <laughs> I think because I don't, I don't. Because <clears throat> you got to bear in mind that I'm I'm getting on a bit now, and I don't I don't <laughs> want it to get to this point where it's like so realistic, and then my you know, my mind starts to, to go a little bit and then I actually do, genuinely believe this stuff is real. And I'm oh, running, really? running See, down the I'm... streets with a headset on going, <laughs> See, I'm, maybe I'm a bit of a psycho because I, I'm really excited for that future. I think that would be so cool. Like, you know what England, I mean, I know you're living it up in, in beautiful Asia at the moment, but you know what England's like, it can get a bit drab. And if I, if like there was a future where I could be in the real world, but have the real we- world be like Maui in Hawaii. That, that would be I good, mean, that would be good if you could just like uh, make yourself a cocktail. Um, just like, yeah, it's actually get, a cup of tea. Or a cup of tea, get a bottle of, uh, of like suntan lotion. And just pop the lid open. <laughs> pop, pop it next go. to you. Stick your headset on. Yeah. On the beach. That's it. And, and the suntan like, but... smell. <laughs> obviously, that would just that would be, mean... be the selling point. Though. That's that would be next. They'll have Sen- like sensory. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because it's it, sen- it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that the smell is one of the most powerful senses anyway. Because I think mm. even just you saying that, I can almost 
conjure up that feeling when you do smell suntan lotion it automatically transports you mm. on like the the smell of um pisbuin suntan lotion will always remind me of greece mm. because i always used to go on family holidays to greece um, and that would be the suntan lotion that my mum would use and like would use on us and so i've always associated that smell with like mm. family holidays in greece and, i remember like, like even to this day gone huh go on go on no, you go. No, I was just saying, I remember like years ago, there, um, one of the uh, travel agents uh, chains, they used to have that smell in their stores. Like in the branches. Like, Genius. Oh, just like suntan lotion. Genius. You walk in and as soon as you walk in, you're like, oh, I'm a holiday. Yes. <laughs> is, you are like yeah. literally transported back there. It's yes. Crazy. Oh my God, that is genius yeah. marketing. So, yeah, sorry, go on. No, that was it, really. I can't remember uh, where this okay. is going. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> not bad. <laughs> um, back to back to yeah. I'm going to have to like my memory capacity is going to have to um to expand a bit doing this podcast now. Um, but I like it. I like that it's forcing that. So what's your, what's you were saying from OC five. So i i love I love the announcement of the quest because finally that to me similar to what you were saying I don't want to have to buy the big PC that goes along with it because I'm not really a gamer mm. even though I am interested and I do really like playing the VR games that are available but I'm not like a hardcore gamer um, so I'm excited to have a headset that is going to be affordable um, to have some of those experiences and have to have a, like a six off experience mm. um, without having to buy a PC um, I am really interested by the fact that there is this big push into into six degrees of freedom mm. and what that means for 360 creators like so the the big obviously the big announcement um that um i guess <clears throat> affects the 360 community was the announcement of the red and facebook um mm -hmm. manifold camera which you know essentially going to be the first well you know one of the first probably the first um hollywood kind yeah. of high really really high-end 360 production camera i mean obviously you've got the, the the jump cameras by google but this you know i mean red sensors in a 360 camera that is that's pretty huge um and so i think what that what i I was really kind of pleased by that announcement because one thing that I was kind of like, oh, about was the fact that there wasn't, you know, OC5 is always going to be about the tech and therefore is always going to lean more towards the gaming side of things and utility. But obviously there wasn't much in the way of, um, I guess, storytelling outside of gaming. So, you know, 360 content being obviously... I think still yeah. the biggest gateway into VR for a lot of people. Um, and so the fact that they didn't really announce much for the go or in the realm of 360 mm -hmm. outside of the fact that they've released YouTube VR on the go. And, um, and from what I can remember, I think that was pretty much it in terms of the update to the go. Um, so, so the announcement of that camera was really exciting because it's like, oh, wow, okay, no, there still is this big push to get this. But obviously that camera um, is kind of being advertised as having like six DOF as part of the workflow. So that's interesting to me because I'm like, well, okay, so that's where 
Facebook is pushing this medium. This is this is where the workflow is going, which makes sense, really. But I'm interested yeah. to see what that means for the 360 community and and what kind of productions are going to come out of the fact mm. that they've got this essentially Hollywood ready camera now. Like, it, does this mean that? you know, the likes of Spielberg and Martin Scorsese are now going to be like, oh, okay, now there is something that is adequate for me to tell my stories, you know, that I'm going to, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to, I don't know. That's my general kind of. I, say, I, I think if anyone would jump over this, I think it'd be like someone like James Cameron. Yeah. Who's going to the tech side of things and wait until that tech's available true true yeah i wonder whether he'd probably do something like i don't know when he goes down and looks at the titanic wreck again or something yeah well i wonder whether he would do because obviously avatar i don't i can't remember when avatar comes out but he's obviously working on that and that was one of the big ones mm. that kind of um rejuvenated the 3d the interest in 3d cinema so i wonder whether whether he will be doing something with vr for like i mean i would assume so but i would have thought so whether or not that's again though I wonder because obviously that's CG so I wonder whether that'll yeah, be more true. like a a game engine style VR experience but you know in terms of in terms of the red camera I think it's really great and it's it's going to attract a lot more kind of high-end talent and bigger budgets I would imagine because I mean, I, uh, I hate to guess how much data that thing is going to generate per minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same You're time, you definitely going to need that high power PC for that. I mean, you might, you might need, you might need like at <laughs> least at least one or ten million graphics card to to, yeah. to power that thing. <laughs> it's a bit like volumetric capture. Like uh, I had a tour of the uh, Microsoft volumetric studio in london the other week and um oh i'm gonna forget the exact uh amount of data but there is something like is it like one terabyte per minute or per second or it's something it was something absurd basically as mm-hmm. an absurd amount of data generated um but then the good thing about their whole system is it kind of they can crunch it down to like 100 megabytes by the time you finished which is great but obviously you know you have to use their ridiculously yeah. high-end facilities to do that one day <laughs> did, they, did one... they um give a release date for the manifold because i couldn't i never saw anything about it no i don't think so i think it just said coming soon oh teeth have you seen uh have you seen how big it is though no wait, i can't it... really grasp it from there I've never, well, I've only seen the images, but no one's sort of standing next to it to actually grasp the size. I'm okay. just saying it looked like football. It, oh, oh, wow. It's it's like probably at least Maybe five times the size of a football. football. Yeah. It's, um, it, yeah, uh, I would say it's probably the size of a beach ball. Oh, okay. You, yeah, you know, like the inflatable ones. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like, I mean, obviously, I'm, I've, I'm not there, so I don't know. But if you look at photos on Instagram or on the Facebook groups, there's um, there's a great one on the 360 VR professionals Facebook group of someone com- like putting a banana next to it, um, and and also like put, someone put a, a Insta uh, 360 Pro next to it, I think as well. And the thing is huge, huge. Like it's like a it would, yeah. I mean, 
I'm so intrigued to see how you're going to, um, you know, what kind of tripods, what kind of mounts you're going to need for that thing on, on set. But, mm. you know. I like that someone thought, right, we're going to need to, we're going to need to sort of show people the scale of this and just thought, I don't know what, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, shout out, could just shout put out to that person. Put your hand next to it, mate. Yeah. Yeah, next to it. That's all right, mate. Put your hand down. I've got a banana. <laughs> I appreciated it just because it does kind of look like um, he's like holding up a banana phone to the, the camera, like, hello, James Cameron. I'm ready for you. <laughs> I'm ready for my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, manifold camera. Cameron on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready oh, now. Yeah. What's your opinion on like six degrees of freedom and 360 filmmaking and how, how that's kind of going to affect I, I, I think, I think this, the six degrees of freedom would be awesome. Mm. Just get, uh, just add that extra yeah, bit of immersiveness to it. Mm-hmm. I'd be all over that if, yeah, but obviously that's going to be out of my budget when it when it comes out. Um, well, it's it, it's it's interesting because oh, hang on. What, um, you've been in touch with Red. <laughs> so I am the creator of the manifold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <wow. No. laughs> this is insane. Plot twist: I am the owner of Red Cameras. <laughs> no need for the merch. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to fund the Horny Anchor Pub all myself. Yes. <laughs> um, no, um, I've actually so I've just finished uh, this accelerator program um, with some really interesting companies that are working in the VR and AR space, and one of the companies that was on uh, the accelerator with me. I'm working with them because they have the most, they're like this bunch of geniuses, essentially. That's all I can say. They're magicians and geniuses, and there is no other explanation for it because they have developed this incredible, I think it's machine learning, or it could be an AI. I'm not sure. It's one of those fancy things that takes existing 360 films and makes them sixed off. So they were demoing, like it was really, it was really funny because uh, we had this uh, big investment um, pitch day on uh, Thursday, and uh, and I had kind of my little <laughs> kind of demo area right next to theirs, but they had my film Keed Alike in six off next to me so I was like you don't want to look at my stuff like go look at their stuff like (laughs) honestly it'll blow your mind it's so cool and so I'm like that's interesting because the biggest thing that I fear about six stuff is that it will kind of um it will alienate the more kind of you know the indie artists and the people with no budgets and the people that don't have uh the kind of the PCs power enough to generate that or don't have, you know, budgets essentially to make stuff. Um, but actually what I think their technology will do is kind of keep the 360 community um, and kind of landscape democratized because now anyone can essentially take their 360 films and make it work in a six degrees of freedom headset, which I think is going to be huge. I mean, the thing is though, I was thinking about this um, the other day. I was like, imagine that, because obviously Keed Lie, my film is very static. So it makes sense that you can walk around it. But imagine if you put like <laughs> a 360 drone shot 
in six degrees of freedom. So it's like, imagine that you're like flying through the mm. air, but then you can also walk around the air whilst you're flying. Mm. That would be such a mind fuck. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be mental. Or like walking around the frogs as they're all... Imagine getting up close and personal. He'd just be, you know, wading, wading around the pond. The pond. <laughs> I like that this, like, the frog documentary has really resonated with oh, you. Like, like I can, I feel, I feel that. I feel, I feel like, I feel like I shared something with, with them. Well, they shared more than I did, but. <laughs> <laughs> they shared a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is super interesting, like how, and, and actually that kind of does tie into that conversation that we just had with, depending on how intrigued and how comfortable you felt with that content would kind of allow you to, 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 to get as up close and personal with it as you want, right? It would, it would, that whole thing of, because I think one of the big things you have to consider in 360 at the moment is like, how much personal pe- uh, space am I going to give someone if you're if you're expecting someone to view this in a headset? How much, you know, do I want someone to get really close and make someone feel really, really uncomfortable? Or do I want um, them to be quite far away and give them that kind of that distance and that feeling of space and voyeurism? And actually what what six degrees of freedom will do is it will change again. Obviously we've not even developed the storytelling language as it is, but what it will do is it will change that again, because it will change the way that you um, choreograph scenes. It will change the way that you, you have to kind of think about not only someone watching this on desktop versus headset, but then you will now have to think of this as, you know, someone being able to walk up to these characters yeah. or you know the subject in the 360 film so again that's going to be a really interesting um point that creators have to consider when going into making a film like that mm. do you know what I, I think this could be prime for someone uh mentioned this on my facebook feed the other day and i was like that's actually a genius idea um Go on. And, we will steal it. Yeah, well, this is what I was say, yeah, no. and I'm taking that for myself. Um, yeah, yeah. But was, I, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a there was a show that I used to watch uh, when growing up called Nightmare, and it was no, um, I don't know it. Google it after this. It's Nightmare, but with a K. Okay. Let me write phone. a little note. Right. And uh, Nightmare with a K. Yeah, but it was it was like. Um, it's, I want to say it's like, it wasn't a game show as such, but it was kind of like, I don't know, almost like a sort of virtual crystal maze type thing, but set in a castle. Ooh. And then there was like, there was like a, a team and they were like kids, obviously it was a kid show. Um, but one of them would go in and they'd have to like put his helmet on so they couldn't see. But then, from what I remember anyway, but then they would be sort of guided around by the others to walk around this thing. And then there'd be like uh, different people or like, I don't know, talking statues or whatever in this room. Um, right. And, uh, it, I mean, I haven't seen it for ages, so it's kind of difficult <laughs> to, to try and remember it and stuff. But I remember, like, thinking when this person mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, that would be amazing in VR. It's actually... So it's almost like a, <clears throat> a, like an escape room type thing. Kind of, yeah. Because it, that's, that, that's the thing. It's like watching it, it, it felt... And because the, the kid in there had this helmet it kind of felt like it was this weird sort of, you know, virtual reality world that he was in. 
And I kind of think that any kids that applied to be on that show kind of thought that that's what they were, you know, walking into or like, you know, trying to go up for that they were going to be like put in this virtual world um, when obviously, you know, reality, some kid, some poor kid just got like, you know, a helmet put on his head so he couldn't see (laughs) Yeah. Ah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, same thing, right? Yeah. Same diff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that sort of thing would that's be. That's really would interesting. Be that would be a re- yeah, that'd be a cool use case for it. But yeah, go- Google it afterwards, and then you. I mean, I will. Clips it and stuff on YouTube. Regular YouTube. I'm gonna I'm gonna have such bizarre search history after this. <laughs> <laughs> frog three sixty frog porn <laughs> nightmare. Helmet boy. <laughs> <laughs> you you added helmet boy, not me. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Wait, that's not a slur, is it? I'm not going to get myself into trouble. <laughs> there's, some, there's some like, you know, oh god, get myself into trouble. Come out of the woodwork now. It's just, it's just like, hey, that was me. <laughs> <You> go, yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely will. I think that's the thing. I think um, as much as I love. Um, 360 and I love the, the the community around it and I love film and entertainment and how we're translating that all into VR I do think there is you know this is so much bigger than that this is I mean essentially I feel like VR is essentially the medium to end all mediums it is I don't know the opening the opening keynote for um for OC5, not Mark, but the guy who came on after him, the VP of AR and VR for, uh, I think, Oculus, or it might be all of Facebook, um, was saying about, uh, you know, was kind of talking about their vision for it and being this thing to connect, right? So, like, throughout the entirety of human history, all we've done is is strive to connect, whether that be um, inventing horse and carriage to get to each other quicker whether that be to invent the telephone to be able to you know to communicate or, or you know even before that um writing letters and the postal service and that kind of thing um our whole goal as a human species is to kind of connect with each other and so I think I almost feel like the internet is like the kind of the beginnings of realizing that dream almost you know it's kind of when vr is as good as you know ready player one style where we can be in the same room doing the same thing at the same time and truly believe that it's Mm. real it will feel as real as the real world which might might be scary but it might also be really exciting it depends who's in in control (laughs) of it i guess it depends on you know what (laughs) you know because with 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 every every with great power comes great responsibility (laughs) (laughs) so you know if if Facebook are in control of that world it's going to be it'll be interesting to see how it's governed but ultimately that is the ultimate way for human beings to connect and also it's like this amazing for for all the bad that can come with it think of all the good imagine if you're like living in a developing um a developing country and you you'll never have the experience of of you know living in a western world and having certain experiences just like we could never fully really know what it's like to live in another culture um and that's going to remove all that that's going to be so interesting we're going to have to redefine almost like (laughs) the way the 
the world works in that sense because theoretically everyone will have this kind of even playing ground and that is so mm. cool like that's so exciting that and that's the thing that again worries me a little bit though because again if 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 facebook or um google um become you know they are essentially the authors of this world that we like you know the 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 real oasis if you will um which is a ready player one reference <laughs> to anyone that hasn't <laughs> read or watched the movie um whoever owns that world is going to have a lot to answer for and they're going to essentially control the way that we redefine the social structure which is getting a bit high level i realize that so i'm going to come back down to <laughs> earth in a second but you know how you, how do you define class if everyone all has the same access to avatars and it's a bit like it's like habo hotel yeah. but to the extreme like <laughs> That was a right tangent. <laughs> I enjoyed That's it. All right. I mean, it sounded like you enjoyed it. <laughs> did you enjoy it, listeners? And That's, did you enjoy it, Dan? Well, that is the I question. I enjoyed it, but then I enjoy any tangent. Fabulous. I'm, I'm on board with any, any tangent that comes my way. But yeah. <laughs> what are your kind of like part, maybe parting thoughts about um, OC5? Um. <sighs> I mean, apart uh, for me, I mean, again, like I say, it was, it was the quest thing because not only that, I'm like also just desperate for a headset that's not reliant on my phone. Because do you not do you not have like any of the standalones? No, not as yet, and because I'm in Asia and stuff, I don't really have. They don't have any of that. They have like the um, well, not standalones, but they have like the uh, the crappy phone ones and stuff but but the thing is that the worst thing about it is that because it's so hot like the, it doesn't it doesn't last very long i'll get it for about like 10 minutes uh, of content oh and no it, yeah. over here. and then the phone's like yeah, you, need to, <laughs> you need to stop this now otherwise i'm going to explode um oh god so so yeah that's not no, what we no. want it's like, especially not near my face um well, that is, but that in itself is quite interesting if you think about it. I mean, I don't think, if I didn't have to do it for work, I don't think I would even have like the Go or I'm about to get the Lenovo mm. as well. Um, but I get them because, you know, for the B, for the B2B side of things, because I, I create a lot of 360 content for um, enterprise, um, obviously they're constantly looking for the latest tech and the latest and the cheapest also. So I kind of, I feel this pressure to have to, <laughs> to, to know those kind of things inside out. But I don't think I would have, I don't, I'm trying to think if I, you know, if I didn't need it for work, would I have invested in yeah. a go over a gear? Because really what, apart from the fact that obviously it doesn't require the phone to power it, like what, 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 what more is it giving? I mean, to be fair, I do quite like the spatial audio and the straps. That is it's pretty dope but um, other than that it doesn't there yeah go. there isn't such a huge difference between the two to to you know to make you want to go out and spend 200 pounds mm. no it's true i don't know i think i i think i would rather that though you would rather and I, I, but then I, I think i'm just i'm just pure, purely going on the basis that i just can't yeah. get through through much uh before my phone's like <laughs> unless i'm like the arctic circle then i might be able i might be all right 
did you know that apparently um, one of Google's biggest server storage places is in like, I, can't, I don't know whether it's in the Arctic or the Antarctic, but it's like it's, it's in like one of those really because obviously it's just like a load of computers that need to be constantly kept at really um, really cold temperatures. Apparently, that's where one of their biggest server farms is. I found that fascinating. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I think it kind of needs it just to cool it down. Do you want to know how um, how I found that out and what conversation led to that? You know what I was. I was glad that you brought that up. In fact, I really did. I feel like I'm. I feel like we might have already had this conversation, and I was like, "This is something that I should not be saying on the podcast, but I'm going to do it anyway." <laughs> <laughs> this conversation. You, you've already done a little song and dance at the beginning. I mean, oh, it can get know. worse. It can get worse. Trust me. <laughs> so, right. okay, go for it. This conversation came about because you know the end of Fight Club. Mm-hmm where there's like this coordinated attack on the credit card towers to like eliminate debt basically yeah so I was basically I was basically saying and I've had this conversation with a few people including you um uh, yeah I was gonna say, I this. <laughs> you know where this is going <laughs> I was like theoretically could someone blow up the internet like theoretically could someone like destroy and kind of eliminate any trace of the internet um, and I, I had this conversation recently with my brother who is um who's a developer so he kind of uh, you know he's he's into I think we got to that conversation because we we were talking about um our product and how it's using like this really interesting like serverless technology um uh, which I can't, I have no idea I leave that stuff to him but um uh, he was explaining it to me and I was like so he's like yeah it's serverless but it's not truly serverless right because it's still on servers but it's just like it's not on a server until you need it to be on a server I was like okay and then we got onto this conversation about servers and he got onto this you know he was the one who told me that about the fact about Google server one of them being in um the Antarctica or somewhere like that um and then I was like so theoretically if someone wanted to like like kill the internet they would have to do like this coordinated terrorist attack on like all the different servers around the world at Mm. the same time and he was like yeah theoretically and I was like hmm interesting and he was like is there a reason you're asking that and I was like no 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 I was just intrigued and also that's just insight into where my brain goes so (laughs) more of a comment on my dark humor really and (laughs) the funny thing about this is that if anything well well, actually uh, because i was saying if if anything was to happen to the internet (laughs) this this would have been recorded by one man because this would have been hosted on the internet they'll never know they'll never know (laughs) i'd have the only copy left and then i'll be like uh oh alex how much is how much is my secrecy worth? I'd be like, listen, <laughs> I will buy you an aquarium full of frogs for you to watch, mate. <laughs> I will like, buy you a horny anchor pub. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, how about how about an Oculus Quest? Cheap. I, get it I like I, it. And then I can't even, it doesn't work. I can't even access anything. I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't think this through. I didn't think this through. <laughs> exactly is it still too late to get that pub (laughs) (laughs) it's it's useless 
searching <laughs> searching <laughs> ink. but imagine though like bringing that bringing the terrorist attack into this hypothetical virtual reality future i mm. mean that's like that's ready player one the sequel right is like you know at the end they're like oh but sometimes mm. yeah, yeah. sometimes reality is better than virtual reality imagine if like the sequel is <laughs> them trying to coordinate attack to to kind of to kill the oasis so that mm. so that everyone has to live in the real world again. Sorry, I just had this. I just <laughs> had this thought go around. It's just it's making me chuckle. But I was picturing like the the final scene of Fight Club, but like yeah. you're standing there looking out the window <laughs> and the pixie playing. And it's like there's no explosion or anything in the background man? because it's just the internet. <laughs> it's just complete calm <laughs> outside all the windows. I just stand there, like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like so. It's like it's like you're Tyler Durden in this scene. I'm Helena Bonham Carter. We're watching as like as like, and then all of a sudden, people just surface out of their um, out of their like stacks and houses, like removing their headsets, <laughs> like like you know, like. Um, classic style like putting my hand over their face like oh, i haven't seen the sun in a decade <laughs> <laughs> full, uh, with full beards. <laughs> <laughs> even women even women, <laughs> yeah, even the women. <laughs> caveman style it would be so good i mean i love it and um, who 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 did that film which filmmaker made it i know the book oh, was written by yeah who directed uh, that, that film Fincher, yeah. So, um, Fincher, if you're listening, um, I think this is this is the next Chuck. How do you pronounce it? Chuck Palahniuk, Chuck Palahniuk, uh, something like that. Chuck I'm going to and... let, let you attempt the pronunciations. I'm not going to even get involved. I'll take that. <laughs> Chuck and Fincher, if you're listening, listeners, if you know David Fincher or chuck palanik then let's hook it up let's make it happen let's group source this film i think i like how you use chuck's first name but david fincher's last name as opposed to chuck and david yo fincher or finchy to his friends (laughs) or finchmeister (laughs) (laughs) you might be busy with mind hunter at the moment though Uh, is there a second season of mind hunter if there is, he's probably busy with that. I mean, More maybe, like, but I feel like this will lure him back in. Do you not think? Do you not think it's a good enough idea to lure him I think, back in? I think he. I, you know what? Now thinking about it, I would like to see what Fincher could do with the medium. Yeah. Oh, it'd be dark. Let's face it. He, he is a master of his art. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see what. But then, oh, but then would I want to be in it? <laughs> would I want to experience? Would I want to experience that? I was about to say, like, what? As in, in the film, like, yeah, yeah. in the in the VR film, like, you're just yeah. like, would I want to be in it though? Because I would have to be in it if he did it in VR. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, that's a bit like um, gone from horror experience. Yeah, exactly. Well, basically, <laughs> basically, it's it's that whole conversation. But also, it's like when people do horror experiences. It's like I don't like horror films, so mm. I like I I'm not the kind of person that would want to then be in a horror experience because you know uh, um, I'm scared, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so um, I think it would be super interesting to be in 
in like a film like an experience um by an artist like that but it would be super insightful I think into the way that their mind works you know like being actually in the film there's um one that Dark Corner released um a little while back called um they did have you heard um oh what was it the the most uh the biggest one they did was like mule where basically you're um you're basically like a body and again a bit it goes through all these like um different scenarios and stuff but it's 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 pretty cool but they they what is it is it on gear um they they have their own app um but they, yeah, they have an app on the on the gear. Um, dark corners. Dark corner, yeah. Um, so they their 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 content is like you have to pay for their content. Although right. they uh, the one they released a little while back, Campfire Creepers, um, and that's on Campfire Creepers. Yeah. <laughs> what a great title! Oh yeah, but it's like it's a very it's like an old school sort of kind of. Um, it was like an eighties kind of throwback with just like kids around a crap, uh, campfire, like telling like around a crap fire. Crampfire, but that those was uh, I think there's like a, a series of them, but those were directed by um, the French guy Alexandre Arja. I hope I pronounced that right. Or that's just AJA. I don't know how else you could pronounce it. Yeah. Um, uh, who like just, just yeah, like he's like, like actually it's uh it's yeah. unusual yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like oh well, okay my bad so I'm close that's close um mm-hmm. but yeah like and he did you know switch blade romance back in the day and hills of ivory are you a, are you a cinephile by any chance I uh, I, I, I dabble I have yeah. been known no to, uh yeah. <laughs> To be honest, I've been known to frequent an independent was, cinema now and then. <laughs> to be honest, that was my, my childhood was pretty much just watching films. Um, nice. To the point where you know, if my mum would ground me, it was like I don't care because I'll just sit and watch. Because films. I'm just going to watch these films. So that's joke, actually a dream. Jokes on you. I think um, that's quite an interesting. Not to throw you under the bus here, generate like that's a generation thing because I feel like. I'm more of a TV. Mm. I was like a TV kid because mm. I feel like, not that I'm suggesting that like when you were a kid, there wasn't TV because obviously there was like, <laughs> because nightmare as we've discussed. Yes. Um, but I feel like it was more like the emphasis was more on TV shows and kind of the, you know, there was more TV than yeah, yeah. like films was a thing where like, yeah, cool. You go out and you watch films at cinema occasionally, but there was so much good TV growing up when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm like it. Yeah. Know, cause I, I don't know. Like TV was as a kid, the only things that really sort of stood out for me. I mean, that, that was the time like when X-Files first came out. So that was, Ooh, that yeah. was a huge. Loved a bit of X Files. And then there was uh, my other one was Quantum Leap. Loved Quantum Leap. Oh, I've never watched Quantum Leap, but um, I apparently make quite a few uh, references because it's that's quite that's a sci-fi show, right? Yeah, it's quite yeah. relevant to oh, all this that we're so talking good. about. So good. What's it about? Uh, so it was right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Strap in, listeners. So, we're going on another tangent. Yeah. So. Um, so it's about a, a guy called uh, Sam Beckett, Doctor Sam Beckett, and uh, he's from the future. But there's this thing called like a quantum leap accelerator, which can send you back in time. 
you go you don't go back as yourself you go back in like someone else's body basically so he's he gets in that and then something goes wrong so it's Um, like vr he essentially is doing vr yeah pretty much but Um, real world but but each each episode he'd uh leap into someone else um and basically he can't move on until he's helped that person or someone close to that person um out of whatever you know trouble or predicament or stuff they're in um but then there's another guy called al who um visits him like in the form of a hologram to sort of help him out as well and he has this little computer which is it's basically like a pimped out calculator called ziggy nice (laughs) ziggy the calculator Um, brilliant from from my description nobody will probably watch that if they haven't already (laughs) Uh, Ah, you're selling it to me you're selling it to me. me it was great um they could totally redo that in vr now mm. that would be amazing actually that is a brilliant idea for a vr series yeah, exactly. where e- each episode you have to um yeah like so it'd be great like interactive series like almost like mm. an escape room but mm. a, a, an, an episodic uh storytelling version mm. of that where each episode you embody something or someone in this like scenario and there's a problem and you have to solve the problem before you can get on to the next and the cool thing well, is as well because in this in the series obviously he never knew who he'd leaped into because um yeah when he's sort of like looking down at himself and stuff he can only see his own body and whatnot but then whenever he looked in the mirror that's when he sit like can see who he oh. is um so imagine doing that in vr you know, like you, you that would you've be, gone into this scenario yeah. like okay yeah. well, there's a mirror over there let's have a look what's going on here. oh hello <laughs> <laughs> i've always like the thing is though i've loved i've uh, tried doing that in several kind of 360 films like you know that idea of kind of um uh having a shot where the camera is opposite a mirror and mm. then you look in the mirror and you, it kind of reveals who you are as a character mm. uh, especially because uh, one of the one of the series that um i'm working on at the moment is this idea of um can you hear that lawnmower outside <laughs> no oh that's good <laughs> just me i'm like um just a, just in rural england just someone casually doing that mowing their lawn on a saturday um is it, is it job is it who is it job that's a joke what's joke? terrible is terrible. that a, is that like a is that, what kind of reference is that is that some kind of <laughs> uh, i mean if if anyone listening that's still listening <laughs> got that reference they're not listening please, please let me know please let me know so that wasn't just for my own benefit is it joe oh that's gonna what is is that a film reference that tv what is that it's a, it's a lawnmower man reference hang on a lawnmower first, man reference oh my god don't tell me you've never seen lawnmower man are you joking <laughs> is that a trick it's question like a, it's it's a movie about virtual reality what yeah. No. It's got like, Piers Brosnan in it. Lawnmower Man? Yeah, this was like mid-90s or early 90s, I think it was. Oh, see, I was born in 1990, so... <laughs> Did that just... That's, 
That's right. That's no excuse. <laughs> you can always show you like still time. <laughs> Lawn Mower Man. I, mean, don't I don't remember it being a particularly great film, but I think at the time, from what I remember, it was like because of the effects and stuff in it were pretty, you know, up there. I really, I really want to. I've just Googled it and it looks. It looks insane in the literal sense, so I'm mm. absolutely going to yeah, have that oh, yeah, on my it list. Is. It is, but yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I think it was Jeff Fa- Jeff Fahey who plays like the actual Norman Man, but I'm sure. I, I mean, I, can't, I might have even got that reference wrong, but I'm pretty sure his name was Job. Yeah, I love that. I, that I love that reference. Otherwise, I've completely balls that reference. This, up. this. I, need to, I, need to I feel like I'm going to learn because I'm not like the reason I asked if you're a cinephile is because I'm absolutely not. <laughs> I'm really bad with films. I'm yeah, very bad. Was, was it? Proud. Yeah, yeah. Let me give you a little clap. I'm, so, I'm sorry that I ruined it by not knowing the reference. No, that's fine. As long as someone listening <laughs> got it. One person reaches out like, I'm with you, man. I've given, I've given myself a pat on the back. Well done, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> good job um yeah i feel like i'm very basic when it comes to my media cons- i mean don't get me wrong i do love a wide variety of series like shows again very tv centric me um but when it comes to films yeah my i'm lacking in knowledge so i feel like i'm gonna learn quite a lot from this podcast as well uh just purely from uh references from your, that get made yeah, your that get completely lost yeah there's going to be a lot of that you're going to make a reference and be like <laughs> you're going to be like this was genius <laughs> give us a pat on the back yeah good work every time it's going to be like such a, a lesson in patience for you i can't believe you've never heard of Lorma man though no i'm surprised that hasn't come up if it's because i've 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 heard quite a bit of um you know, like books and media in general that mm. um, refers to things that could be applicable to VR. I've mm. heard quite a lot of people reference them in in talks or in in other podcasts and things like that. So I'm surprised that one's never come up. But I mm. don't think I've either that or people have referenced it, and I've just not realised they're referencing it because they didn't Maybe. make a funny I mean, lawnmower joke. It was it was never a particularly well regarded film, but because it was like <laughs> the only sort of VR related film at the time. And then that's when they had like the the mega headsets. And the it was just beast. like a chunk of plastic just put on your head. I mean it's still it's on, still yeah, kind it's of a chunk of plastic on your head. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, at least they hollow the, the plastic out a bit now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although I did think when I was when I was watching OC five I um, was aware of the fact that it was hurting to have the go because I watched. Um, I don't think I man. I didn't manage the whole keynote. I mm. I was like an hour and ten minutes in or something. That's, um, that's an hour longer than I would have made it. Yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> still. I feel like it was still good effort. It was good effort, but it did. I did have to kind of like. I was like holding the headset up by the end because mm. it did. And the go is really light, so I was quite surprised by that, but it did hurt to have on my face. So I was like, we're still, you know, we're definitely still not there with with the mm-hmm. gear. Um, but, hey, that's, you know, it's all, it's all part of the roadmap, isn't it? It's all mm-hmm. part of the roadmap. But um, speaking of OC5, just to um, bring this maybe back, maybe rounding up just yeah, because yeah. I'm, um, I'm starving. Yeah, we're, we're, we're <laughs> this, in now as well. 
Yeah, I mean, no one is listening at this point, but um, if they were, I'm sure they would appreciate a wrap up. (laughs) 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 So obviously we talked about the format being, you know, uh, something of relevance to the VR and 360 world Mm -hmm. and then what we've been up to and, and what we've watched. And we've kind of, kind of covered all of that i mean i don't know whether you have any parting thoughts on that but we've kind of we've inadvertently smashed it we we go us we have i mean i hope people listening agree um i really hope so i hope they're not like dan go back to the interviews man what what have you done mate sorry dan but i want people to join in i want people to join in the tangents i want people to hit us up (laughs) on on all the socials and be like uh, you know because one of the funnest things that i do which is probably very annoying for people um whose podcasts i listen to is i will like stream of consciousness reply to them on social media as if i'm part of the conversation so um i've got a friend who i i was on his he runs a video production company and he runs a he has like this podcast that I was on um the other week called uh a day the day the dog came into the office mm-hmm. um so check that out people if you uh if you want to hear me rambling I li- I about to that the um, other day. oh and how did you enjoy my anecdotes about homeless men <laughs> I, I liked it and also because this is something that I always wanted to ask but then forgot but oh, you God. answered it on that and I was I was always wanted to ask where the cats are not peas name come from and it was mentioned yeah. on there. I was like oh I'm still you know what it's it's that is the question I get asked the most Mm. like regardless of who it is whether it's like I'm doing a talk and someone comes up to me afterwards whether it's I'm in a client meeting (laughs) trying to pitch projects um regardless that is or if it's like just some random art on the street who sees me wearing the t-shirt that says cats are not peas Mm. um merch available soon (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's not um uh, that is one thing that always comes up. And I still haven't, because the, the actual, I don't know whether you found this with the actual answer, but it's a fairly boring answer. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like it's going to be this very interesting story, but it's really not. And I need to work on that. I mean, I, mm, I'm saying that it's, 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 it's different though. People are like, are you going to tell us the story or not? I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, you'll yeah. have to find out <laughs> next have to, week. You'll have to listen to the other podcast. <laughs> no, but just briefly though. Um, yeah, yeah, just the beginning bit. Just, just, just well, to maybe. summarize just for people. Yeah. Um, it takes so, a little while to get going. Yeah, cats and peas. <laughs> I like to think of it nowadays as like a bit of a, but, well, I like it as like a philosophical kind of debate. I feel like mm-hmm. you can you can open a conversation with someone and go, cats are not peas like with the intonation of like a question mark Mm. at the end. And you will very easily gauge what kind of person someone is by their response. They're either going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Or they're going to be like, or are they? I mean, let's discuss that for a second. Cats are not peas. But I mean, theoretically in VR, they could be. Who's to say they're not? If we're all made of ancient stardust from the universe, then theoretically we're all made of the same crap. So theoretically cats are peas. <laughs> and I've had some of these conversations before. So, so it's a nice conversation starter. But the truth of it is it's actually um, the title of a science textbook. Uh, when I was at uni, I worked in a library and um, it was like the t- a title that stood out to me. And I was like, one day if I own a company, I'm going to call it that. And that is literally... That's where it comes from. So there you go. 
interesting okay <laughs> what do you think I didn't, I didn't know you was gonna i didn't know you was gonna bring up bring up the the book thing at the end because you was going on this like massive cats could be peas thing but do you see and what i, I mean kind of that's that'd be nice to wrap it up on that that's like that's so true maybe <laughs> cats, are cats up cats guys cats could be peas that's what i i kind of thought that you called it that because I don't know, you may have encountered some sort of mental person that made the argument that cats were peas and you sort of did that as a kind of fuck you. <laughs> Let's be real. If That's if, kind of what I was thinking. And then I listened to that podcast, you was like, yes, name the book. Let's like, be real. Oh, yeah. if, if, okay. if, if, if anyone encounters me, I will always be the mental person in, and like no shade because mental illness, like... I I'm the person that would strike up that conversation. I'm the person that like would be the one that people want to walk away from because they're like, okay, like mm. clearly not living on this planet. Mm. So yeah. mm. that other side of the streets looking pretty good right <laughs> yes, now. Exactly. Go over there. <laughs> which is something that I'm learning to do after my encounter with that homeless man in Canada, which I won't get into that story, but if you want to hear that story, go and check out a day. The day the, the day the dog came into the office podcast. We've we've all had our encounters with homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> just just saying. Just I'm saying. not. That yours, yours. terrible. It's not as if I'm trying to suggest that you don't interact with homeless because they are people too, and goddamn, they deserve to be treated like humans. But it it's relevant. Absolutely. The context is relevant to the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, go listen to that story after you've listened to this. If you're still listening to this, to this. <laughs> <laughs> if someone if someone is listening to this please tweet at us with the phrase hashtag made it to the end i you know what i like that as a hashtag i definitely stole that from a podcast that i listen to where they say that exact thing but you know we, we can have it as our own <laughs> we, uh, i'm hashtag i made it to the end and all i got was this lousy t-shirt merch coming soon <laughs> <laughs> let's start we'll start we'll also start an indiegogo yep. for our horny pub t-shirt collection coming soon if, no no don't you can't call it horny pub because then that makes it sound like something completely different it's the horny anchor. oh no wait it was the horny anchor sorry sorry but that's and that's the thing as well you can come with headsets so people can put a headset on so it makes it like they're having a beer somewhere else there you go which, which actually would yeah. I don't know. I think that might be kind of offensive. <laughs> why? <laughs> why would it be offensive? It, like, why would you? Hang on a minute. But this pub's really nice. Why are you? <laughs> why are you not happy to be having a beer here? Because why do you have to put headset on beer somewhere? I like the idea that this podcast could be the equivalent of someone like you know, like the kind of stupid conversations that you do have with your mates in a pub. Like this, mm. this is the equivalent to that. So, like, someone could literally <laughs> without the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, but someone could literally go to a pub with no mates. We could, like, in future, we could film this in 360, and they could go to a pub, get themselves a pint, and then they could sit there and listen slash watch and be there with us in in VR, and it would be like a virtual pub experience. Oh, my God, that's the next that's the next venture, the virtual pub. It's alt space, but with alcohol. Pub space. So, um, trademark it quickly. Yeah, <laughs> before the episode it. comes out <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get, 
You're going to buy all the domains, <laughs> all the social media. <laughs> .com wasn't available, so it's it's it's, it's, it's alt pub. Oh, no, what was it? Pubspace, pubspace.co. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Well, I guess on that great. note, I guess on that note, we should probably we should probably wrap up. Is it bad um, that I'm congratulating ourselves because I'm like, oh, I would listen to this podcast. This is great. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> for you, you already have, so you don't you don't have to go through that again. <laughs> but yeah, no, it'd be great if if like any anyone uh, is still listening and did make it through to the end. Hashtag uh, made it thank to the you. end. Thank you. Hashtag, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely like tweet us and stuff. And yeah, I'm um, at Alex Makes VR on Twitter and Instagram, and I am at Daniel K Hatton H A T T O N. Nice. Just so you know, because people like, do something like the boxer Hatton. Get confused, right? Yeah. See, so yeah, I can make um, sports references. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <no> carry on. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We'll end it there. Yeah. <laughs> bye everyone i hope to see you next not see you i hope that you are here to listen next week <laughs> let me hang on, let me do an outro jingle okay, go. <clears throat> thanks for listening listeners i hope you enjoyed the show Doodly do and uh disney <laughs> if you're listening uh, alex is available for uh, <laughs> to any, compose <laughs> the next any <laughs> Move out of the way, Lynn uh, Manuel and Miranda. I'm coming yeah. for you. Alex is available for Moana too. She'll even throw in a nice little VR app. <laughs> to, to help I'll, e- I'll even throw in a 360 experience for you. <laughs> Deployed on a white labelable app. Uh, oh dear. Anyway, well, good times. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it's been it's been lovely. It's been a bloody pleasure, and I'm so, excited to to do this again next week. Indeed, indeed, and uh, I hope that by next week you will have seen Lawnmower Man. So that will literally it. that will literally be my homework. <laughs> That's it. You don't want to go out on a Saturday night, sit in and watch Jeff Fahey and Piers Brosnan. I mean, who goes out on a Saturday night? I feel like it's more fashionable these days to stay in. Like, literally, stay in, Netflix, bottle of wine, some takeaway. Oh, that's just like, that's heaven to me. Maybe it's because I'm poor, but no. That's what Saturdays are made for. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much. and see you all next week. Next week.